getting dicey. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good intro. Um, Bill, everything around you is completely dark. You can't see a single thing. And you're looking around, and the first thing that you start seeing is the stone flooring beneath your feet. What you also start to notice is a growing puddle of blood that's forming around your feet. The darkness starts pushing back a little, and soon enough, the sound and images of Mirakin and Loris attacking something malevolent uh, sort of comes into your senses. You look behind you and you see the Baron being closed in by two shadowy figures. Let's move you uh, onto the map. Uh, you want to scroll down and off to the side a little bit here. Um, there seems to be two other figures that are sort of fighting alongside um, you and, and your group. Um, but they don't seem to be anything more than shadows. Um, Loris, you notice now, is, is panting, trying to get his breath, and he's just covered in blood. And he's face to face with something that you can't distinguish any sort of features, but it's just pure evil emanating from it. Bill. You're up first. Ah, fuck. Not this again. Um, uh, so I I can only see this one kind of what I think is a creature standing in front of Loris. So if you look at the map uh, that I've brought up, you've got a shadowy figure sort of closing in on your right. Off to your left, you see Mirakin with just a shadowy figure in front of her. Further up ahead of you is Loris, covered in blood, with a shadowy figure face-to-face -face with him. Behind you, the Baron, with two sh other shadowy figures closing in. Can you all, first of all, can you all see the map? Are you all... Yes, I've located it now. If that's Perfect. what you'd call a map, but yeah. <laughs> well, the past, it's like your night vision, or oh, sorry, your dark vision isn't really cutting through the blackness that is surrounding you. You can't see any further than maybe 10 or 15 feet to your left and right. And sort of, you're not even seeing the back of this room that you seem to be in. Mm. But uh, you can tell that you're in the middle of something incredibly dangerous. Um, are the, the shapes humanoid or? Yeah, they've got a sort of a... The, you try to get, um, you squint your eyes and you try and take in their form. And while it looks human-ish, there's there's no, uh, you can't really take in any solid form. You can, on the ground, there are two other figures with blood just pouring out from them. But you can't really um, take in who or what that might be either. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. Um, He's so calm under pressure. I love him. Yeah, this is a high stakes scenario that you found yourself in. Um, I'm gonna rush my way over to the to the two uh, downed bleeding things. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm gonna lay my hand on one, and I'm gonna call up. Come back to life. Um, 
Sure, sure. So are you doing some sort of healing? Maneuver? I'm going to cast Revivify. Oh, dang. Okay. Um, Which is, I touch a creature that's died within the last minute. Um, that creature returns to life with one hit point. This this creature starts sort of coughing, um, and you can hear it's trying to say something to you. These small bursts of almost, you make it out to be yelling of some sort, uh, but you can't make out any words. It's as muffled as the shapes are blurred. Um, and we'll move on to uh, Loris. Loris, you're face to face with one hell of an evil presence, and you are not in a good state. You are absolutely what would be classified as bloodied. You've got slices across your chest. Um, you are barely able to hold uh, yourself up. So nothing unusual then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is battle after all, by the looks of things. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> would this be considered... I, I assume we're, we're sort of considering this as being mid-battle, yes? Absolutely. All right. Okay. Um, what are the state of the two beasts or things in front of me? Um, you can't tell. You can't, can't tell. tell the state of this thing in front of you. It's got like um, th- its shape. You can't capture it fully. Its edges seem blurry. Um, you just can tell that it's incredibly malevolent. Okay. Um, I was going to use my reckless attack, which is my first attack, but I'm going to assume that's probably out of the question given I've made an attack already. I'm, I'm assuming. You have already made an attack. Correct. Okay. So. Um, but I'll let you decide. Do you think in this fight you would have previously had used it? You might have, right? Well, probably. And given it, it's my when I make my first attack on my turn, so... I'm right. It's, okay. it's there as the first initial charge in kind of thing. So, okay. It's highly likely I would have already done it. <clears throat> okay. Um, I think what I'm going to do, I will using my usual, usual attack with my, with my ax, I'm going to attack or sorry, I'm scrolling through about six screens here trying to find them. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to attack the, the one that's directly in front of me. And okay. after I hit, assuming I hit, um, I will um, use the menacing attack ability that I have gained with, with the leveling up, which um, when I find my character sheet again, sorry. Um, <laughs> when, I hit, when I hit with a weapon attack, I expend a superiority die to add to the total damage roll and the target must make a wisdom saving throw of DC 17. On a failure, it is frightened till the end of your next turn. So okay. essentially you're going to make my attack rather menacing with a kind of attack, assuming I attack, or assuming I hit, sorry. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sorry, rather confused. Um, that's right. Give, <laughs> us a, give us a roll to hit if that's what you're I will uh, find playing. my, yeah, I've got to free find my axe. Um, yeah, so attacking with my great axe, and I roll a 15, doing 17 damage. The, the axe just swipes out uh, at the shadowy figure in front of you, um, and it doesn't really find any uh, hold on this thing. You've, you've managed to just miss it. It looked like maybe you would have hit it, but it just passed in front of it without, without damaging it. What the? Oh man. Um, and this creature in front of you, this shape, you notice that there's a darkness in where its head would be that just widens. And it's a little darker than 
the rest of its already blackness. Um, and you can just see in that, that demonic smile, two sharp points um, protruding from its mouth. Oh, okay. Um, I think that's pretty much all I can do by reading myself. I'm just sort of going to take a bit of a defensive. I'm kind of surprised I missed, but I'm just going to sort of take a bit of a defensive pose and ready for whatever it's going to come. Sure. The, um, the, the creature in front of you, um, Loris, uh, it just reaches out and, and grabs you by the throat. Um, and just push and just manages to lift you effortlessly up off the ground. <laughs> and, in, and in and in one quick move, just crushes your your throat. Um, and just throws you off to the side. Uh, you are now in a dying state. Fantastic. Um, we're wow. over to the, the Baron now, um, who's found himself with two of these shadowy figures encroaching uh in on him his back to bill mm. is, is this like a dreamlike state do i remember anything before this or just i've woken up like this oh. uh, you've you all you have right now is a, is a memory of a fight taking place okay all right and i'm not gonna fuck around these guys are killing everybody this is serious i'm gonna use a spell because i'm level 10 mm-hmm. and it's called uh steel wind strike uh, there's four people in range, so I'll have to roll it four times. Okay, nice. Okay, what did I get? Let's have a look here. Um, I got an 18, a 20, a 10, and an 11. So uh, so let's say two of those attacks are on each of these. Is that just on the two <clears throat> that are in front of you? No, it's uh, anyone within th- up to five creatures within 30 feet of me. I, um, oh wow! I I pull out my um <clears throat> my little letter opener mm-hmm. and a silver letter opener, and you can you fl- um you flourish the weapon used in casting, and then vanish to strike like the wind. Choose up to five creatures you can see within range, and make a melee spell attack against each target. On a hit, a target takes sixty ten force damage, and then you can teleport to an unoccupied space you can see <laughs> within five feet of one of the targets. You All right, so you. you- you swiped out four times there uh, t- to the four creatures. Is, uh, how are we numbering those off, though? Obviously, um, one, two, three, four. Which ones? I would first, say second, top third, left four? is one, bottom left is two, top right is three, and bottom right is four. Cool. And where would you like to uh, teleport to? Uh, we'll go next to Bill. Cool. Okay. So the first two, uh, the dark shadows on the left, um, they just, a, a spray of blood just knocks out of each of these. Um, creatures, you've done thirty-three damage and twenty-nine damage to another one, um, and they take it like champs. They they don't flinch, they don't scream. It just slices across them, blood spraying out in each direction, and they just do that same smile that Loris saw before being put into a dead state. The other two attacks uh, have missed completely, and you're now side by side um, with Bill. Mirican, mm. uh, over to you. What the hell are these things? I am going to. I'm going to raise my staff in the air and 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 call out a spell, a new spell mm-hmm. called Windwall. So I, I raise my staff and call out, "Come to me, spirits of the wind," and um, <laughs> raise my staff in the air, and a wall of wind gushes towards them at 
a high speed. I'm aiming towards the one that just got hit by the Baron's attack. Despite having one standing directly in front of you? Well, I don't know. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's fine. I can't risk blowing dear Loris away. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Get these monsters Um, out of my face. Make a strength uh, saving throw. Yeah, sure. Oh, and it says I cast it with a tiny fan. Cute. <laughs> I bring out a uh, tiny fan and, it, and I'm like, they're gone. Like one of those USB desk fans. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what did they have to roll to? They have to make a what did they have to roll? saving throw. All right. One of them rolled in a total of 19. The other rolled a total of 12. Okay. So mm, here's the problem. You made us level up, but does are they saving against my spell save? Yes, that's I. Yeah, that's. Did that I work correct. that out at level ten? No. Well, what's your current spell? Currently at fourteen. Well, let's say it's sixteen, right? <laughs> okay. So they had to beat at least beat at least sixteen. I think that's fair okay. that you might choose to level that one up. Uh, let's say you were some saving sixteen. So there was what did I say it was a sixteen and a twelve. I think I said yeah. nineteen and a twelve. Um, nineteen and twelve. So one of them um, holds its ground. Uh, and is there a, is there um, any sort of effect on a on a save, or is it just on? So they take three d eight bludgeoning damage on a failed save, and right. half as so much me... damage on a successful one. Cool. Give me a three d eight. Oh, that's right. You roll things in this game. Yeah. <laughs> Small or smaller flying I... creatures or objects can't pass through the wall. Okay. Cool. Oh, rolled five. Pitiful. Yeah. So unfortunately. The one sort of in the north part of this corridor just withstands it and takes about two uh, force damage there, and the other one takes that full five, and it barely like you notice full the full five the damage. This is the power of level damage. ten. <laughs> level ten, everybody. This is where it's at. Incredible. So the the sort of the the blurred shimmering shape around them just kind of like pulses as the wall hits it, and it does knock it a little bit, but it really didn't feel much from that. Um, it's now, um, the other shadows turn. American, the one that's directly, uh, I guess behind you now, since you turned to, um, help the Baron out, um, just launches into you with, um, claws and, and bites. So it slashes across your back with, um, its claws and then just latches onto your neck with its teeth and just drags you down into the ground. Um, putting you also into a dying state. The ones, the ones either side, um, sorry, the ones behind the Baron, they just burst forward uh, and both uh, basically spend their turn just swiping out at the Baron. Now oh. they manage to take a good half of your health and bring you down onto one knee, but you're still very much alive. Oh. Um, oh. I've Bill. got a 20 AC if I, uh, they just hit me. They hit you. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. This is one of those um, like Bill. Final Fantasy boss battles that you know you're going to mm. lose. There's huh? <laughs> the special music. <laughs> that was the giveaway. I'll just Don't use all your now. Phoenix Downs. Oh my God. It's, it's a prop <laughs> thing. Okay, don't. You don't use any items. <laughs> um, Bill, over to you. Um, I pull the uh, pull the instrument from my side, and I begin to strum. 
uh, and I just hit a power chord and I just start singing, let the sun shine down on us, let the sun shine down on us. Uh, and suddenly the light of dawn shines down on a location I specify within range. Until the spell ends, a 30-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder of bright light glimmers. <laughs> this light <laughs> is sunlight. Um, so I'm just going to choose it to emanate from me. Okay. Um, because of the song. Um, and each <laughs> creature in it must make a constitution saving throw, taking 4d10 radiant on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. And what was it? So constitution, was it? Correct. Uh, and so this is going to hit, how, how, what's the radius on this one? This is quite a large radius. Uh, this is a 30-foot radius, 40-foot. Oh, yeah, so that's, yeah, it's going to get everybody. All right. Mm. So the, the one uh, closest to you fails. Uh, the other one rolled, uh, the one sort of next to the south of Baron there rolled a 17. The one behind the Baron did a crit success. Uh, the one next to a fallen Mirican failed. Uh, the one next to Loris uh, also succeeded with a roll of 19. And the one just past that failed. So 4d10? Yes. Uh, 4d10, it hit, yes. It must hit and harm all of our characters as well? Um, yeah, each creature, sorry. <laughs> okay, so what does that mean I'm when dead, I'm dead? I Do failed. I just take two failed it's automatic. It's automatic fail, isn't it? That's an automatic fail for anyone that's in a dying state. If you're prone, you automatic fail. So I just get one death so... saving throw fail. I didn't really think this one through. <laughs> Theor- theoretically, any hit when you're in a dying state is a crit, uh, okay. and is and it knocks away two of your saves. Okay. Uh, I think we ruled now. that we we figured that that wasn't true or something. That was yeah. That was argued I by. Think we were uh, random oh, that's worst, only sorry. Worst of the worst. So, yeah, okay. That's right. We, yeah, okay. So it'll, it'll knock away one death saving roll for both Loris and Mirakin. Awesome. Um, Baron, can you give us a constitution saving throw, please? I wish. <laughs> Where do I... Have? Constitution. Constitution. Uh, <clears throat> you have that, don't uh, you? Constitution. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, save. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. What do I do? 12. 12. 12. That's good. Just... I don't think think it's good. I don't think that's enough. It might be good for you, but it's not good. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, Um, That's not a save. Give us a 4d10, please, uh, Bill. 4d10, say. 21. 21. What's that clicking noise? Who's playing with a pen or something? (laughs) Stop it. God. We're recording a Why podcast. Why would you do that? Um, (laughs) Probably Dracula. (laughs) Um, Dracula's getting out his clipboard. Yeah, so you managed to damage a a couple of those shadow uh, creatures, Um, but again, it's enough to damage them, but they still seem to be holding their position um, in sort of the form form that they're in. Um, You've managed to basically knock the Baron down to a a couple of points of HP with that. Um, And as you finish playing, the, the shadow being that was next to Loris just rushes forwards to you. It just bursts through towards you, Bill, and it bears what looks to be these enormous fangs. And in a blur, it's just completely buried in your neck. The darkness, Bill, it just starts to creep up 
back around you and all that you can hear from the shadows and from the being that's in your neck is that'll be two gold pieces, please. It's uh, <laughs> happening. The sounds, uh, the sounds outside of the small festival tent that you find yourself in, um, Bill, the sounds, uh, oh, sorry, outside Fandolin is celebrating. Um, it's been three years since the, uh, the mine was brought back to them and Nesna destroyed and the town saved. Um, and you find yourself, Bill, in a small tent uh, and you look down and you can see just a small crystal ball in front of you sitting on a small table. Oh, and there's an old withered uh, woman with her hand out at you. Two gold pieces. Two? Uh, Five. It's a bargain. I think of it as a... <laughs> All right. Fine. Um, clink, clink. Right. Okay, great. Bill, you pay you pay the lady uh, and get up and head outside of the tent. Um, everybody, everybody is celebrating. There's tents and things everywhere. There are there's food stalls. Um, Duran selling his his apples over on another little stall off to the side. And you look across. Uh, even even Jangus, the bugbear that you uh, saved from <laughs> Jangus, um, Jangus from the from. Jangus from uh, the uh, was it the uh, the mine the mine the lost, lost mine. mine he you you let him go after interrogating him for a bit and he promised he'd do better and here he is he set up a small uh. axe throwing um, stall <laughs> within this festival everybody is here for the annual celebration of uh, the time that you all saved um, Fandolin from destruction basically oh. is Bugus um, there. Bugus yeah. is, is not. Bugus <laughs> is not here, unfortunately. I hope um, don't go evil. The one thing um, that you, you have, <laughs> the one thing that you have noticed, <laughs> is that there's. Um, it wasn't here earlier in the day, Bill, but there's a bit of a fog that's kind of creeping through this this um, festival area now. Um, but you look out and you see Mirakin and, and the Baron standing sort of in the middle of the festivities and Loris is making his way back from Jankus's axe-throwing stall with just this big smile on his face. Oh. Um, and as you, as you approach the, the group standing in the middle of the festivities, the fog starts to change. There's, there's kind of a concern um, growing on the faces of all of the people celebrating within Fandolin. Um, and then in this fog, there's just a smell of what can only be described as, as decay or, or death. And this fog picks up and it almost becomes impossible to see through. Here's um, Bogus. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> these, uh, um, these illusions sorry? are getting more and more real, <laughs> Agatha. Oh, yeah. You... you you are absolutely without a doubt real like uh in reality now you the you remember the conversation you had with the lady in the tent about being able to see a glimpse of the future um and that proved to be quite a trip also although uh can you really trust the fates of what you see in a crystal ball um but within seconds this fog completely blocks everything from view just as you reach uh baron American and Loris, but let's move. Let's move away from Fandolin uh, at this point. We find ourselves um, on the Bleeding Barnacle. 
It's a three-masted vessel that has clearly seen better days. Uh, and it's currently moored just off the coast, of uh, off the Sword Coast. Um, inside the captain's quarters, we find a half-elf asleep with his tricorn hat rested over his face. Uh, the captain is wakened by a call coming from the upper deck. Captain! Captain, come quick! <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, what is it then? You better go check this out. Okay, great. So your captain gets off the bed and makes his way up onto the deck. By the time he reaches the deck, the fog uh, has started to roll in around, uh, was it the bleeding barnacle? Um, the rocking of the boat, normally a second nature to um, the captain, Captain Morley, it starts to feel unfamiliar as he starts taking steps to what seems to be merely the shadows of a few of his crewmates standing on the deck. Almost instantly, the boat ceases to rock, and his next footfall finds gravel instead of the uh, expected wood under his feet. But he's reached his crew, or at least four shapes that resemble his crew. Adam, would you like to say something to your crew? What is it then? We understand there's been some sort of a problem, and you need the captain. American, you hear what the captain has just said in your ear behind you. You've been, you, one moment you see Bill uh, sort of making his way over towards you within this festival in your honor. The next you're surrounded in fog and there's a voice behind you uh, asking about this being some kind of problem. What is that? Mm, Where am I? Don't remember. Don't remember him sounding like that. Um, Baron, you're, you're hearing this as well now, but you can't really see anything more than a few obscure shapes. Uh, you knew, you know where Mirican was standing and you can see her shape. You can see the tall silhouette of Loris next to you. Uh, and you can sort of see uh, Bill. He's kind of arrived, but you can't really make him out completely. And then there's just a fifth figure now, which is asking some rather calm questions. Oh, huh? What was the question? <laughs> Was there something in that toffee apple I just ate? <laughs> Did you do this, Baron? Where are, is that you, American? Yes. Yeah, uh, Morley, Morley, you're not recognizing any of these voices as your crew. Um, and like I said, you've, you're now feeling gravel underfoot instead of what you expected to be wood. Um, Bill. Uh, I'm just going to strum a power chord. Uh, <laughs> An attempt to cast dispel magic. Okay, okay. Just given magic has kind of come up around us, I'm just going to try to get mm. rid of that. Okay, cool. Um, do you need to roll anything? Do you need to? Um, is it just a I think depending thing, on the level of it, it may or may not be effective. So if it's very right. strong, then it's basically futile for me. Um. I won't make you, I don't know if it's a spell slot or something that you'd normally have to expend, but we'll say that you, you reach down and just do this massive power cord with the intent of dispelling um, the magic around you. Um, and there's, there's like a pause. Nothing seems to happen. Um, and the rest of you just hear this, a beautiful uh, power cord coming from, from where you know Bill to stand. Morley, you've just heard like a power cord when no one on your boat would really be the kind to have any kind of instrument. But the fog starts to retract from um, below your feet, first of all. And you, can, you all look down and notice that there's like a well-worn gravel tr uh, track 
underneath. Gone are the shapes uh, of the festival stalls and tents and, you know, and the vessel in much need of some affection. Uh, and in their places, this fog retracts from you are just these ga- uh, ghostly gray silhouettes of trees. You've found yourself just on what seems to be a small, small, well-worn path in some kind of wooded area. I'm going to look down at my wine and then look back and look at my wine again for a while. Are you still holding your wine? That's fantastic. Of course. <laughs> um, if you have a look on the map, the very um, far, you might have to zoom out to sort of take a look at what's revealed. There's just a small area that has been um, revealed. And that's all you can really see is you can oh. see trees on either side of you. And the forest on either side of you is just dense with um, with fog. And these trees are, are just so close together, almost abnormally close together. They look like to, to pass through this wood, these woods would be um, not impossible, but it would it'd be kind of futile, I guess. <clears throat> You're supposed not to plant these sort of things like a, a meter apart, aren't you, American? <laughs> What's that? You're supposed to plant these sort of things like at least a meter apart, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, someone's done a terrible job of planning this this forest. But where in the <laughs> realms? Stupid. Where in the realms could we be? Is this a spell? What's happened? Some, um, someone evil has done this. I I tried to dispel some magic, but it clearly hasn't worked. Is everybody okay? Loris, are you all right? I I'm, I'm feeling very confused. I'm, I have no idea where I am. I'm. I'm Fog trees. I'm still getting over the fact that I dreamt I died. <laughs> no, my brain wow. is fucked. <laughs> awesome. Well, that, that's died. pretty normal. So, <laughs> fine. Um, Molly, this, it's at this point that you've kind of you're now seeing this this group of people <clears throat> standing in front of you, and they all seem like strangers to you. But there's something very familiar about the half orc standing in front of you. Half orc. Oh, sorry, half elf. Sorry, half elf. elf. Who's the half? By the way, there's a half orc playing. I'll be bringing in this character of the half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Now there's a, the half elf in front of you. Hmm. Well, I haven't felt this kind of emotion since I start, stopped drinking. You there? You there? I'm sure I know you. Where do I know you from? Bill, you almost instantly recognise that accent. Um, but it's something. It's one that you haven't heard. That voice is one you haven't heard in decades. Uh, Morley, Morley, that's that's me. You do know me, don't you? And you must be Wilkins. I'm gonna say. <laughs> I run my hands through my hair, and I stand tall. I just say, Ah, uh, Morley, it's me, that young scamp that what used to run with you. Uh, it's Bill. By God. By God, Bill. Bill, is that you, is it? Oh, I knew I recognised you. I knew it. I knew it wasn't the kombucha talking again. Bill, what are you doing here? You've, uh, you've aged horribly. Oh, oh. a lot of people have said that. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, Adam, do you want to describe what the, uh, what everyone else is seeing? Uh, how would you describe Morley? Yeah, you're seeing um, a pretty kind of weathered, I think, would be a, a good description for both his physical appearance and his garb. Um, obviously, there's that, that lovely kind of tricorner beaten 
uh, leather hat. There's a scrawly kind of beard, a dark beard, some kind of greasy, scraggly black hair, lots of wrinkles, uh, a face with, with a life well lived behind it, and then kind of like a beaten up kind of admiral's coat with some brass buttons uh, and some brown leather boots and black pants. Cool. <clears throat> Who are you? <laughs> Did you do Who this? Who am I? Who are you? All right, what we, what we can do is we can say that the um, you, you all notice that the fog um, behind you, you're, you're all facing sort of west at the moment, and the fog behind you is slowly starting to push um, up behind you while at the same time opening itself almost magically in front of you to the west, um, almost guiding you um, further down the path. The fuck? And the hey, fog um, is just hey, slowly pirate. getting closer behind you. Uh, a uh, pirate guy, what, what is this place? Right, I'm going to have to stop you there. I'm not a pirate. Not- I know that you might be making that assumption, but I'm not a pirate. Oh. And what are you? Some sort of wizard, I suppose. <laughs> apologies. I lean over and say, oh, apologies. he is a pirate. He told me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going by the outfit, sorry. Right. Well, I'm not Do a pirate. Live here? I'm, I'm merely uh, a retired sea captain. Anyway, it's very uh, no, rude of I, me to make assumptions. I'm please forgive me. It absolutely is, but don't worry, you're absolutely forgiven. All right. So, it's, is this your like this is where you live? <laughs> on this path here yes, in the forest amongst the trees. I wouldn't yeah. have thought so. Because no, it is no, a no, weird no. place. It is a weird place. So I agree with you. It's the first sensible thing you've said. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't do this? We didn't do this. No, I'm equally as confused as I can see the big fella is. <laughs> That's normal. You'll get you used to that. that. <laughs> All right, so but by this time, by this time you guys are talking, this fog is now really pushing up and there's wisps of it that is um, sort of in, coming and encroaching into that circle that you guys are currently standing within. And... Every time you just take a small breath of it, it's almost choking. It's uh, oh. quite hard to breathe as this fog starts to pick up behind you. Have you been vaping? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I don't know about the rest of you, but I think clearly we need to get somewhere safe. This is very strange for all of us. So can we maybe hold off the... The rousing. Uh, I'm just going to push past him and run down the path. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll follow American. <laughs> I believe I, I, like, I will Ew, follow. This fog's so damp. <laughs> I thank yeah. you for your support, American. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think like a minute passes while you while American runs um, further down the path, and you, you get some distance on the fog behind you. Um, but you've kind of realised that this path just seems to go on and on and on. Um, and a good, it looks like it's going to take maybe hours to get anywhere. So we can fast forward. Oh, American. Uh, it seems like you don't actually, I was going to say, I have a druidic spell for this, but we could just continue. Do it. No, 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 no. I want to hear your druidic spell. Well, I, I, um, I slow down and stop and bring my staff out hoping everyone will give me time. I just close my eyes and, and um, 
start chanting to myself and I cast commune with nature. Oh, oh. what does this do? I briefly become one with nature and gain knowledge of the surrounding territory. Gives me knowledge uh, what, of the land within three miles of me. What sort of distance are we dealing with here? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that should be fine. So, yeah, you, um, there's, um, how do you see it? Do you see it as visions? Do you see it as, how does Mirakin okay. take in this? So, that's a good question. I instantly gain knowledge of up to three facts of my choice about any of the following subjects. So I can think about okay. terrain, bodies of water, plants, minerals, animals, people, powerful celestials, fiends. I can sense things. What would you? What three things would you okay. like to know about? So I'm going to, and it says I can look for locations as well. So I'm going to see if I can sense any towns around here. And I want to sense if there's miles. any um, Booze. powerful fiends or... Um, fae, or yeah, fiends or fae. What do you? What do you? I don't so know. like, <laughs> do I look like I know? Like like spiritual beings of some yeah, sort. Yeah, I just want to. I'm trying to sense if there's any uh, magical. Um, it's kind of have to choose from from these things. So I have to focus on this particular thing. So I'm going to focus on mm. fiends because that sounds scary. It does sound scary. I don't want any of those in the mix. And I'm no. going to I'm going to uh open my eyes and be like, "Any questions, guys?" <laughs> I'll, Do we know uh, that you're to the looking floor. for stuff? What are you doing? I'm sensing a powerful environmental magic. Is there any like cigarettes around here? <laughs> <laughs> don't be silly. Inside would right. be good. Well, how about, I'm how about for I'll just I'll get I'll give you some I'll give you some information that might help out. Like, okay. Mira, can you close your eyes? Um, and right, there's a really really faint sense of um, community or or a village oh. or something. There's definitely a feeling, but it's so faint that maybe it's right on the boundaries of what you're sensing. Oh. It seems like this might be quite a way away. Um, you're also sensing much closer um a strong um uh angry presence in the woods kind of around you and maybe it could be maybe just beast maybe it's a beast that you're or, or animal um but it's an angry animal that you're sensing um and the other thing that you can sense uh almost as clear as the beasts is just um like a dead a, a dead body you can pick up <gasps> These three things. Sense of um, murder. Sense <laughs> <and> murder. <laughs> yeah. So this, this, this village, it seems to be coming from the direction you're currently heading. So does this dead body. Um, and that's much stronger than this village that you're sensing. And then just all around you, the sense of these beasts. Oh, no. Yeah. Don't know where we are, but it's not safe. We mm. follow this path. We should come to a village. Is it Vandalin? I don't know. How did we get here? Hmm. Good question. Who knows where Fandolin is from like, uh, from this point? This is really weird. I'm going to lick my finger and hold it up. Good plan. <laughs> Trying to get some sort of sense of yeah. where I am. 
the one thing that you've sort of now that you're sort of looking around for just to understand the environment, you've noticed that fog obviously, and there hasn't been much of a wind. Like that fog has got it, its own kind of mind. There's a breeze, mm. but the fog seems to be ignoring it. Is that pushing it, us towards some sort of location? Is that what? Yeah, it looks like the fog was pushing you towards the the west. Oh um, but the breeze is kind of maybe a soft northerly, strangely enough. Um, uh, the other thing that you notice is that it is, is it is daytime, but the the sunlight that's getting to you from within the, the the trees, the sun that is hitting you seems to be really dampened. Like it's it's very dull. The sky of what you can see of it is just covered in thick cloud, uh, and not much light is really getting through. I hate this. Mm. It's not it's not what I would call dark. You can still see, but it's almost like it's on dusk. Eesh. I really but, had but, a buzz on and now I'm feeling like <laughs> coming down. I agree. And I want to go I, home. Yeah, mm. mid-party festival as well. This is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> surely you would know. This must be some kind of horrible magic spell. You wouldn't know something about that, surely, or a wizard. Well, Morley lives here. <laughs> he doesn't I, look like someone I, who would live in a forest. <clears throat> we live on the sea, you fool. <laughs> I, I, I believe he, he did tell you that. Well, how did you get here then? That's a bloody good question. I'm waiting for some answers myself. Uh, okay. I think Where are you from then? We're from Vandalin. Right. Okay. I'm from a small town by the sea, so you probably haven't heard of it called Crooked Elves. No, I don't know. <laughs> right. I always get that reaction, and that's why I always say you haven't heard of it. Okay. I've just quietly got my eye on him. I don't completely trust that he isn't the, the wizard that transported us here. He gives you a, a an attempted reassuring wink, but it, it comes off like weird. <laughs> Oh, that was a weird. What's he doing with his face? <laughs> While we're um, walking, I can try and do detect magic. It takes 10 minutes as a ritual. I will say you've got plenty of time to cast such a ritual. You could probably do it while walking. It's not going to mm-hmm. take. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, yeah, I think you guys continue down the path and 10 minutes pass. And um, it's not that there is magic all. It's not that there's magic all around you, but there's... There's something off about just the environment. There's something, um, so so it glows or something when when something is magical. Yeah, uh, I can see. as you walk, right? Yeah, everything has like a kind of glow to it while you're doing this, but it's not the same glow that you've seen when you've previously cast this. Oh, I, you, yeah, it's like it it could be magic, but it might be something else entirely. Um, okay, something I don't know is, how to describe this, guys. Yeah, that like the fog is what seems to be reacting. Like either side of this path, the this, the woods are just filled with this fog, and the fog has really encapsulates that color a bit more than sort of everything else. But everything has a bit of that glow to it. Seems like we're being herded. Mm, and and you look back, and the fog is still following now at your pace, um, maybe a hundred feet behind you. But it's it seems to be keeping pace with you. Oh. It's been a good, like, five hours of <sighs> making your way through this, um, down this path, basically. Um, you guys are welcome to sort of maybe um, chuck out things that you might have been talking about on that that five-hour journey. 
Um, maybe you've given, uh, maybe Bill, if you wanted to, you could have sort of informed the crew about this bizarre vision you had or what you remember of it. Um, you could sort of maybe have told Morley a little bit about yourselves. What would, what would the conversation consist of, of this journey uh, through this forest? Well, uh, I think I'd maybe give Morley a bit of an update on my life and things that have been happening since he and I parted ways. And, um, you know, I'm doing a lot better now. Um, I'm not enslaved, which is really nice. Um, That that is a plus. um, Which basically means that I get to, I get to go and do things that I like, um, which is really great. Um, what what have you been doing? Oh, a bit, a bit of this and a bit of that. I, I've been a, a bit somewhat of a carter myself. I've been carting things here and there and all around the high seas. I've had some adventures, boy, let me tell you. I've had some low moments as well, uh, that's for sure. I, I'm actually a recovering alcoholic. Oh, so I you, shouldn't laugh. I don't you know finally gave up the old, uh, the old fire water. Oh, I, I have some time ago now, but uh, tell you what, I've got this new drink I'm all, all into. All about it. The health benefits are quite something. It's kombucha, they call it. <laughs> oh. Kombucha, that sounds good. Mm. Tell me <laughs> more about this kombucha. Ah, kombucha. What a everyone loves to hear more and more about kombucha. It's <laughs> basically a drink that's made from a scoby or a mother, as uh, some people call it. Scoby. And it's a fermented drink uh, full of all this uh, super vitamins and all that sort of thing. Oh, good wow. for what ails you. Yeah. I've got some on me. Who would like a sip? Oh. Who would like to be the first to try some kombucha? I, and more? Are you are you sure it's not alcoholic? I mean, fermentation is generally a sign of the fact that it's alcoholic. No, no, no. It's 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 zero alcohol. I've made absolute sure of that. It's more of a sour dead taste. <laughs> oh. Mm. Well, That's you true. sell it so well. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I should try some at a Have a sweet later ju- at a later juncture. Ah, fine. Suit yourself. And then Morley takes a big sip. Mm. Loris, <laughs> <laughs> what's Loris doing on this this uh, traverse look through the woods? Well, um, Loris's head is in the cloud. Like he's a foot and a half taller than everybody, so his head mm. is in the mist and just looking around, kind of wondering what the hell's going on, listening mm-hmm. to this crazy sounding half elf discussing some ridiculously fermented drink, which. Sounds like beer, but not beer. And uh, Loris is just really weirded out by the whole shit. And it's like, I don't know, elves talk too much. <laughs> okay. So, you know, Lor- okay, Lor- okay. Loris is just being his usual quiet self and okay. observing things. And, and unless someone directly addresses him and asks a question from him specifically, he's just kind of keeping guard and, and watching what's going on. Mm. I think in that case, Loris, you're probably the first to, to notice that up ahead, um, Sort of jutting out from the impenetrable woods that's that has been like uh, keeping keeping on you on each side. Um, are there just these huge stone buttresses uh, buttresses looming in the fog up ahead? Um, they seem to just have these huge iron gates hanging off the stonework. Um, 
And as you get closer, you notice the, the bars themselves are incredibly rusted over and there's like a bunch of uh, morning dew sort of still clinging onto these bars. Um, there are two headless statues of armed, guardi- uh, armed guardians flanking the gate and their heads are now lying among the weeds at their feet. Um, the statues greet you only with silence. Hush, pirate person. Shush, trying to think. Um, you, you all now see just this enormous gate um, in front of you. Is this um, is this the village I sensed? No, not even not even close. I never recall seeing anything like this in Vandalin. Hmm. This is a magical the, prank. Um, it's gone too far. <laughs> I, I don't think we're in Vandalin anymore. America. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> What's the um, the gate itself made of? Is it iron or? Yeah, the gate is is just made of iron. Yeah, it's a big, huge iron gate, and it looks disused and broken. And... Um, it's still it's still like closed. It's uh, closed. It's closed oh. at the moment. Yeah, uh, and you guys are currently maybe a good fifty feet away from it at this point. Oh. Anyone seen these gates before? Nay. No. Nay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I like, um, I like architecture and stuff. Do I recognize this, um, sort of gate? Um, it's not something you've seen before. The, Mm. the statues, even like you take a look over the statues and they're not representing any figure that you've heard of or that you have any sort of recollection of. Oh, what do they look like? They're almost too busted up to really get too much detail they're quite worn the heads are yeah. as i mentioned sort of sitting at their feet um so they look ancient yeah like these, these are they're, they're wearing they look to be some sort of guardians they're wearing from what you can make out uh, protective armor and stuff like that uh but there's you know parts of them have broken off and there's mm. really not many details to go by so you know a gate's supposed to keep people out <laughs> is it do they look bad, like you would, or do they look like um, guardians of good or something? No it's way. Hard to tell. They, they don't look like they don't look evil. They don't. Uh-huh. There's nothing um, menacing about. They're not like gargoyles or anything like that. They are just like they. They look to be uh, have once hmm. been like humans. Okay. Yeah. Does anyone? Does it look like we can open it, or is it locked? Um, I think you'd need to get a much much yeah. closer to to check that out. I'm just concerned that this fog is following us, guys. Mm. And it is now that you've sort of <clears throat> stopped uh, and you're taking in this thing. The fog is sort of pushing up closer behind you. I would I'm like to edge away. Sorry, yeah. Um, Loris, what was that? I would like to approach the gate. And yeah, you. So Loris sort of just picks up speed and and sort of moves. Uh, with a bit of confidence towards the gate. And you're about 15 feet away from the gate um, before you you hear the, just the screeching of these iron gates just slowly um, opening up towards you, uh, basically beckoning Ooh. you through. Oh, did someone open? <clears throat> Good Lord. It's uh, like you... the new Fandolin Mall. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I hope so. Stop opening gate. What a matter. Yay. Oh, it's <laughs> a grand opening. <laughs> This explains this everything. This is creaky. <laughs> so, do we see um, anyone? Can, there's no one. There's no one around. 
um, I think Loris kind of shouts out as well, just to see if like if there was anyone there. Uh, and there's no there's no response. There's it's almost there's also like no echo to Loris's voice bouncing around. It was just it's just complete silence, um, except for what was the screeching of those iron gates opening. Um, and past past the gate, uh, you can see that the, the the path that you're traveling on just slowly curves around to the left. Mm. It, it, so, it's still much further down. It's still can daylight, we... yes. Or are we sort of in some darkness? Um, you, you've you've traveled for about what felt like around five hours. The sun is now higher, and it seems higher in the sky. Uh, and you're getting a bit more um, light down on you now, but it's still oh. incredibly subdued. Okay. I would like to, um, I'm just going to put my axe away and I'm going to bring out my light bringer because, you know, okay. I, I have a memory that it, it does some, had some light thing going on last time I used it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to bring it out, I'm just going to light bringer, just so I've got a bit of steady light in front of me. So maybe it can dispel some of the gloominess. Hopefully, I can get a yeah, bit of a it, it, it gives you a little more detail to things, but it's not. It's not that it's dark. You, it's not hard to see. It's just not overly bright. That's fine. I like bright. <laughs> yeah. Rather bright. Light, light bringer lights up the area around you uh, with a bit more intensity. Excellent, American. Can I uh, roll perception to see if there's anyone that would like to just be? Uh, someone's obviously either opened those gates or they're magical, and I want to see if I can sense anything in my surroundings. Yeah, sure. Give me um, uh, investigation roll. Oh, uh, investigation. Gonna... I rolled perception. Well, are, are, you an, are you are you going to go and investigate things, or are um, you just kind of like listening out? I was kind of just seeing if I could sense anything. Um, okay, we'll go first. with perception then. See if I could we'll hear anything, see anything. There's, there's, there's really nothing. The, the trees are incredibly still. Um, there's no, it doesn't seem to be any specific footprints or markings in the, in this worn path that you're traversing. Um, Morley, but yeah, so you haven't really. There's nothing. There's no one around. There's no one around but you five, Morley. Can I? This might be a weird question, but can I smell the sea or hear any seabirds? No, not, not at all. This is this could possibly be the furthest inland Morley has ever been. You feel very uncomfortable about this. Yeah, I do too. I mean, these uh, these gates just magical. They just open to anyone who approaches them. I mean, what kind of what kind of gate is that? It's not going to keep anyone out of it. Just automatically opens. So mm. what's the point? It's like the opposite of a gate. And I can't hear anyone. I, I don't think there's anyone around here. Exactly, it's the opposite yeah. of a gate. Very suspicious. <laughs> I'm going to start walking towards it uh, because I am actually more freaked out by the mist slowly encroaching towards my back. Mm. Yeah. So I'm just trying to keep in front of the mist and I'm I'm okay to go through the gate, I think, but yeah, I will you, be looking around and I'm you, ready to pounce. Oh you walk through these gates and they dwarf you <laughs> with the size that they're in um and you slowly make your way through the stonework entrance as well and as you progress through nothing really happens you're just on the other side of this this gate now and you you look around and it's just quite similar to what was on the other side of the gate really you're just now on the western side of the gate bill hey uh byram i and i do hope we're on a first name basis by now um that's not my first name (laughs) (laughs) 
taken a long time. Um, <clears throat> is everything kosher here? Is it? <laughs> what does well, kosher mean? I'm glad mean? you're talking about my, <laughs> <laughs> my Jewish upbringing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. I mean, co- is it? Uh, what's going it's on? It's fine over this side. It's fine over this side. It's clearly Come com- on over. completely spooky in general. I do kind of feel like we lean on you for understanding the occult, and uh, I can't find any occult stuff. This is just a weird the, gate. <laughs> it's just a gate. This I whole this it. whole situation, though have you have you figured anything out? The only time this sort of things happened to me is when I've just taken way too much drugs, and then it turned out it wasn't real. Mm. But this one seems to be true, so I have no bearing. You know, I have no. I have no idea what's going on. I've only taken some drugs. And I've now, just had a toffee apple, so I should really be tripping it all. That was at the request of Agatha, though. This fog is now pushing up again at your the backs oh, of the I'm four moving. people. I'm so sick of I'm this clingy inside. fog. Can I use my gust cantrip to try and say, shush? shush. You do that and it does nothing. Oh, how spooky. Just, just look. Just like the wind, uh, the small breezes that you've been feeling haven't been affecting the fog, the the gust cantrip just passes through it as if it, uh, it wasn't there. In my Jeez. opinion, as a druid, this fog is unnatural and very spooky. Definitely. Don't be afraid of the fog. There's plenty of fogs around. I've seen so many fogs in my life. I'm not scared of all the fogs. Well, have you ever seen a fog that doesn't react to wind? I once. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm impressed suddenly. I've got a fog expert here. But it had a funny smell to it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Not like this fog. It's following us. Hate it's it. weird. <clears throat> let's just American. keep going. Agreed. Let's, I've let's been move. walking for five hours now, and I'm really getting a lot of steps in. <laughs> I know. I'm getting quite annoyed. Mm. Yeah. That too. I'm going to keep walking. Mm. Uh, I'm not barrel- waiting. And the Baron just like turns and starts walking further down the down the um, path. The rest of you following along? Yes. I'm I'm going to keep mm-hmm. pace with Baron and, and tell him I, I sensed a dead body. <laughs> it's kind of your thing, helpful. right? Yeah. Okay, undead great. or dead? So uh, dead, just regular dead, really. Um, we could, so we maybe could that can that. inspire you to keep going. Okay. Maybe a can treat. Carry it on a stick, if you will. It's <laughs> uh, so motivational. Hmm. Love you. <laughs> so you guys continue. You guys continue down this path, and the tree trunks, uh, as mentioned earlier, they just seem so unnaturally close to one another. And the woods have just the silence of this old, sort of forgotten grave. But it, but it exudes. I love the wording here. It exudes the feeling of an unvoiced scream. <gasps> oh. um, Whoa. Baron, you you asked if you could smell anything. It's maybe yeah. it's maybe like ten minutes down this uh, path that you do actually notice the scent of death on the air. Oh. Oh no. So something that's died recently, or uh, that's in a state of decay. Oh no. That's a radio game. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to head towards it, but cautious because wild animals are drawn towards. Dead bodies, I think. Does anyone else smell that? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Probably what I sensed I think earlier. Point. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. American, you're you're very certain that this is what you sensed earlier. Oh. Um uh, and so Baron, you kind of 
head towards the edge of the um, path um, and maybe get five to 10, 15, five to 10 feet in uh, before you find uh, a half buried human corpse uh, in the underbrush. The young man appears to be uh, a commoner or he just is wearing kind of his rags um, and his muddy clothes are torn and just raked with claw marks. Uh, it looks like crows have just been at the body, just like picking out eyes and bits of oh. his cheek uh, and just any parts that the crows can get at. Um, and, and also his body just seems to be surrounded by paw prints as well. Uh, the man has obviously been dead for several days and in his right hand is clutching a crumpled up envelope. Excuse me. I'm just going <laughs> to gingerly reach down and say sorry for the intrusion. And I'm going to take the note, the paper and okay, cool. examine it. Yeah, great. Um, I'll show it to and you. And I'll I turn want... around to everyone and say, look. Baron, can you re- can you read the uh, the letter to the group? Yeah, where where is it? Uh, it should have just shown up in roll twenty. Oh. oh, okay. Oh, okay. Read it for us, please. It's in script. Read it, wizard, wizard man. Read Nobody it. Knows it in cursive. Oh, it's <laughs> real. Uh, I think um, if you scroll down, you can. If you see scroll it down, in you can see. Text. It's the yeah. cursive of Strahd. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, because it was very scripty. It's a small JPEG. He seems to be Sorry, holding yeah. a small JPEG. <laughs> okay. That was very good. It reads thus. Hail thee of might and valor. I, the Burgomaster of Barovia, sent Burgomaster. <laughs> I love a burger. Yeah. I am hungry, actually. Carry on. <laughs> the mayor of Barovia. Um, the Burgomaster of Barovia send you honor with despair. <laughs> My adopted daughter, the fair Irina Kolyana, has been these past nights bitten by a vampire. For over 400 years, this creature has drained the lifeblood of my people. Now my dear Irina languishes and dies from an unholy wound caused by this vile beast. He has become too powerful to conquer. So I say to you, give us up for dead and encircle this land with symbols of good. Let holy men call upon their power that the devil may be contained within the walls of weeping Barovia. Leave our sorrows to our graves and save the world from this evil fate of ours. There is much wealth entrapped in this community. Return for your reward after we are all departed for a better life. Signed, Kolyan Indirovich, Burgermaster. So this letter was being held by this, this commoner who had obviously been attacked um, and dragged into the the side of the um, the path. And have we heard of any Read. of these places or people before? None of these places or names of these people are familiar to any of you. Oh, oh no! Read the bit about wealth again. <laughs> okay, this is a little bit about. Apparently, this place is very rich. Mm. Mm. That's interesting. But it sounds like there's a vampire in here. Do I know what a vampire is? I'd say that you've you've heard of okay. the, um, the of a god by going by the name of Vampire. Okay. So there was an adopted daughter of this person. I don't. So it's not this commoner. We're guessing this person is holding this note, mm, running this to to get help or something. 
yeah. And they're saying the, the fair Irina Kolyana, and she's been bitten by a vampire. And what I've heard about vampires, if you get bitten by a vampire, you become a vampire. And this vampire's been here for 400 years. So that's a really, like, embedded vampireness. <laughs> embedded vampireness. But where are we? And how did we get here? Yeah, it's Barovia. So I've never heard of Barovia. Anyone else heard of Barovia? Never heard of it. I've, no. I just want to go back <laughs> to the fair. I've never heard of a burgomaster. Everyone's favorite kind of master. Mm. Bill, what are you saying to me? So, uh, Mr. Vampire expert, um, what's the downside? <laughs> to, to what? <laughs> to this, to everybody being vampires. Oh, being a vampire, what's the downside of being a vampire? Yeah, was it what? Yeah, that was a good question. I think it's bad for everyone that's not a vampire. It does say the power of the devil. That's usually bad. Mm. Usually. I don't like to judge. <laughs> <clears throat> Let holy men call upon their power that the devil may be contained within the walls of weeping Barovia. Leave our sorrows to our graves and save the world from this evil fate of ours. So they're obviously, if they're going to seal it off, why do they have gates that automatically open? I'm getting mixed signals. <laughs> Is anyone here a holy man per chance? I'm certainly not. I don't know what has um, to be restricted to holy men, but okay. <laughs> holy fuck. <Yeah>. <laughs> let's let's <laughs> back up that for yeah. yeah, so I we've think, learned the Baro- think... Barovians are sexist. <laughs> they don't even notice. <laughs> I think I think the um as you guys earlier made your way through those gates, when the last of you passed through, um uh the gates just started screeching again and closing solidly behind you. Oh, okay. um, I should have I should have mentioned that. That would uh, be good earlier. Um, <laughs> I'll even go as far as to say when you turned to check the gates, they wouldn't budge. Okay. Could um, we j- just walk but, around the stone pillar? <laughs> no, I'm not no, afraid of no. Gate. The, <laughs> the the um, the woods were encased too closely around this this uh, entranceway. Uh, and it wasn't until the fog was started pushing through that gate that you made your way further down this path uh, and into Baron finding this body. Look, I, um, I just say we press on to the next town, figure out where the hell we are, and get back to Fandolin. None of my business what's going on here. It sounds awful. Absolutely. Um, I am a little bit concerned about how this man died mm. so mm. that we don't get the same treatment. Apparently, it's, it's fu- poor marks. Did anyone recognize poor marks? Um, I say, I wonder American if anyone here knows about animals. Hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, American, yeah, you, you just look down at these poor. You, you look down and they look like wolf prints for you, but they are much larger than any wolf print you'd seen before. I've Big actually wolf. got a question. Mm-hmm. A meta question. Oh, uh, were oh. we only level 10 for Bill's vision? Correct. Oh, okay. Good to know. Because I was still, <laughs> I'm still on my level 10 there. Right. No, you're definitely level five okay. again. Now, that was oh, just for, nice. the, so, so should you have been able to do that uh, amazing spell? Where oh, you certainly not. Out? No. Okay. Well, that's great. Okay. <laughs> In my defense, the DM Thought never told good. me I wasn't level 10 anymore. I thought it was apparent, but I obviously needed to let people know. That's okay. <laughs> that's all right. 
You got some free info. Well, it was better than my five damage spell, at least. <laughs> yeah, I consider yeah, it a yeah. consolation prize. It's <laughs> totally fine. Uh, um, Bill. I like to think I know everyone in the party relatively well. Um, mm-hmm. Morley, you're the newest, but I'm by far the closest thing we have to a holy man. <laughs> and I ain't no holy man. So uh, it's not good. <laughs> this is not good. Druids, aren't they like holy as far as the forest goes? I appreciate the compliment, but I'm not a man, um... so what could I possibly do? Oh, true. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was taking it pretty literally, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If we have a stone hinge or something. I'd love a good hinge. As a druid, I'm (laughs) really into that. I think as... As you guys are sort of talking about who is the holiest, you hear um, <laughs> the howl, the howling of of a wolf um, from within the forest. Just a lone howl echoes out from within the forest. That seems fine. Just oh, <laughs> at least there's only one. <laughs> uh, let's go. Is it behind us? Did you say? Uh, it's it's coming from if you're facing sort of down the path. Uh, it's coming from from your left, in the same direction that this body was found, but hey, just American. further, much further into the woods. Mm. Aren't oh. wolves pack creatures? They're what? Pack creatures? Yes. Pack creatures. Yes, they there's likely together, to be more than right? one. And almost too well timed. There's another howl that has returned oh. from from your right. Oh dear. Just a quick question: This thing's half buried. Does it look like it was? Buried by a creature or it buried itself and then died or what? It looks, I think, uh, if you've given me an investigation roll. Oh, okay. My setup is not <laughs> in optimal things anymore. Um, right. Investigation. Correct. Here we go. Yeah, cool. What did I get? What did I get? 14. Oh, yeah. 14 is good. So you, you realize that it looks like it's been buried in the same sort of way that a dog might bury a bone. There's been, there's been sort of like um, digging and then it has been sort of dragged into that hole and it's been partially covered. Mm. I think Boy. if uh, this wolf shows up, it's going to go after your boners. <laughs> it can have this one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that the podcast <laughs> listeners can't see what you just did, and all they can hear is, "Yeah, they can have this one." So Lawrence has been getting up to mischief in the meantime, huh? All right, just holding on to his oh, junk from, like, through his loincloth. Oh no! <laughs> Finally, he speaks up, and it's just completely obscene. They can have this boner. <laughs> Sorry for bringing it up. Um, mm. Morley, you had your hand up. What's what's up? Um, you mentioned he was holding this envelope. Is there anything else of use that we could? Any kind of shield, any weapon, weaponry, or anything like that? He was holding nothing. Okay. He was just. He was very much a commoner with with barely rags to his um, on his body anyway. Okay. Yeah. Um, a third howling. Um, I'm moving. <laughs> we should really be making track. Okay, let's, let's get out of here. Okay, um, it's only it's only another half hour before you sort of start reaching um, a, a clearing uh, in the 
in the woods. Let me just draw something out here for you now. The fog still um, is stopping you from sort of seeing much further than, you know, a few, maybe a, a hundred foot um, away from the path. And it just turns into these, these grass fields where there is just a, a meter of fog hugging the ground and then just walls of fog either side, um, stopping much exploration off that path. Um, uh, there are some some shadows way, way off in the distance in front of you that look to be possibly some sort of buildings. Ah, buildings. People, right. they'll help us. Uh, so let's, let's just reveal a bit more. You continue your way down until you can take in a little bit more of this village in front. So let's move you um, <clears throat> onto another map. Um, okay, so the gravel road that you've been following leads to this village. The, it's got tall houses uh, that are just as dark as tombstones. Nestled among these solemn dwellings are a handful of closed-up shops Every door, every window seems to be closed. There doesn't seem to be much movement. And the fog is thick uh, down this entrance way uh, into this village as well. You, a soft whimpering um, draws your eye toward a pair of children standing in the middle of an otherwise lifeless street. Molly calls out, Hello there. Um, you notice that the two the two kids, uh, as you get a little closer, it looks to be a young girl and an even younger boy. The after shushing the boy, the girl um, turns to you all uh, and says, uh, "Where are we? There's a there's a monster." And points um, sort of north uh, at this crossroads. Uh, there's a monster in our house. We should help. Um, and you, you guys make your way uh, sort of towards this crossroads that these kids are standing at uh, and look and follow where she's pointing. Um, and you can see, let's just build this a little bit more as well. Um, you can see she's pointing to this tall brick, uh, brick row house that's seen better days. Uh, its windows are dark. It's got this gated uh, sort of fence on the ground floor. And the, um, you can see that the little gate out the front is slightly ajar. Uh, the houses on all other sides seem to be completely abandoned with their windows and doors um, boarded up. There, there's a monster in, in our house. There's a monster. Now this little, girl. I'm sure the little, there's no monster. And the little boy whimpers at her side and just sort of just nods. Um, and the girl looks back to you. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a, it's a scary monster in our house. Well, what kind of monster? What does it look like? I don't, I don't, I don't know. We've just heard the monster. Where's your mummy and daddy? I, I think they're tra trapped in the house in, in the basement. I think the monster's gonna hurt my parents. Okay. Where's well, the Where's the house here? Yeah, yeah. I've okay. heard enough. I'm rushing it. Bill runs. Mm -hmm. Bill runs. Yeah. yeah. Towards the house. Mm -hmm. um, I'll follow Bill as well. Okay. Um, are you Are you leaving the kids there? Or are you bringing them along? What are you? Uh, are you just or just leaving them there and running towards the house? 
Um, yes. <laughs> yes, we just leave the kids. We don't bring them to the house. I'm leaving the kids. I'm, I'm, I'm so trying to run there. towards the danger that they said. So yeah, okay, it's probably cool. not great for them to be nearby. Yeah, you guys run past them and the girl just gives the younger brother a, a big hug and says, thank you, you please take care of my parents. Um, and yeah, Morley. I kneel down um, and say, now, if there's any monsters in that house, we'll clear them right out for you. You just stay back, okay? Oh, okay, mister. Thank, thank you so much. Um, and you find yourself at the entrance to this. Um, let's have a look. Can we bring you on to here? <clears throat> uh, oh, yep, there's the five of you. Uh, so you might yep. again might just want to zoom out to find the uncovered part of this map. Um, Holy shit. Um, all right, so yeah, you're, you're standing in front of this old weathered house. And again, everything about it is quite dark. The walls are dark. It's very run down on the outside. Um, and there's just a wrought iron gate with hinges on one side, um, sort of blocking the entrance into this house. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. You can see, you can see like past, um, past this, a uh, small gate, uh, looks to be sort of these big oaken doors. Mm. Can we push the gate open? Yeah, um, and it's it's you find it unlocked, and it just and it just opens with this this uh, sort of creak as as you open it outwards towards you, uh, leading into this thing. You can see there are um, oil lamps sort of hanging in this area, uh, hanging like suspended via chains, um, each side of this giant oaken door. I'm gonna whisper to Bill. Shh, do you hear anything? Um. Yeah, yeah, Bill, you, you press your ear up uh, to this big oaken door and there's nothing. There's nothing you can really hear going on in this house at this point in time. I shake my head back, American. All right, let's try to open the door. Can I yeah. look through the window while they're doing that? All of the windows are, um, are just black. They're just black. Dirty. It's scum. It's like a buildup of dust and scum that's from both inside and outside. So you can't really see inside this place. Uh, by the way, it's it's like it's it's two stories high from the outside. It's quite a tall building as well. Two stories. Yeah. I yeah. wave Laura over. Is it two stories or is it bigger than that? Let's have a quick look. Sorry, um, it's it looks like to be sorry. It's three floors, uh, and what looks like a possible half floor above it, like a, maybe an attic area i can let's bring up a picture of it let's show rich <laughs> <laughs> they're definitely not looking after it um whoever lives here so let's can i show this to you guys here we go show to players show to everyone oh wow oh, this is on. this is oh, what is standing in front of death houses <laughs> death house oh i kind of wish it hadn't shown that oh, name wow. but uh, okay. yeah so it's called Death House. That's not ominous at all. <laughs> it's just it's Mr. and Mrs. Good. Death Diarth oh, that see. live the there. Oh, I see. The Diarth lives there. Got it. Mm. The Diarth House. Sure, there's nothing bad yeah, in there. It used to be a 
rugby league player called Jason Deeth. So I choose to pronounce it like Jason Deeth. Yeah, it's Jason the Deeth house. Deeth house. Um, can I wave hmm. Loris over? Yeah, for sure, Loris. Yes, like, so I've been pressing my ear up against the the wall, and I haven't heard anything. And I kind of wave Loris over. Loris, um, <laughs> are you I'm reacting right, to this? I'm standing animal? right beside you, going yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just become more fervent as he ignores my, my <laughs> waves. So, 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 so seeing the little man waving, I'm I'm just going to step across and, and and nudge him. Look down. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he if he's next to me, yeah. I'm just going to point at the door, mm. point at his shoulder, <clears throat> and just go three as we both kick in the door and he shoulders it. All right, Lars, are you getting in on that action? Yeah. Oh, rather than okay. shouldering it, I'm just going to kick it because the bending down okay, to cool. the shoulder door is, is annoying. Yeah, you guys both put a bit of effort into this door, and it opens easily. Um, and just sort of, it opens to reveal a relatively small um, foyer area, um, because uh, all fancy houses have foyers as well. Um, and as you as you sort of look in, you can see that up against the wall on your right, there's a a shield with a coat of arms, um, and there's like a couple of portraits on either side of that coat of arms. Um, the of these what look like incredibly rich aristocratic people. Um, and in front of you, uh, past those doors that you've sort of kicked in, are these mahogany framed double doors. Yes, Bill. Um, so I was expecting a lot more in this room. <laughs> yeah, I thought. So I, thought I kicked in, rolled forward, with my <laughs> guitar at the ready. And I just kind of aimed it in front of me and then aimed it to the side, saw there was no threats, and I was like, oh, I'm like, pretty disappointed. <laughs> yeah, Loris yeah. is just watching this and like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, As if a SWAT team was clearing a house mm-hmm. and they kicked in a house. Kicked in a door and they're like, oh, there's no one in here. I just this find. is very similar to your other SWAT team. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. SEAL yeah. team or like Walrus Team 6 or something. Yeah. <laughs> you, we couldn't open the door and we had to <laughs> knock. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what's what's American up to at the moment? Um, after that, she she strolls forward to Dan next to Bill and just kind of places a hand on his shoulder and, and nods at him so he doesn't feel so embarrassed. Mm. And uh, then is, um, again, listening out for any sounds. I think instead of sounds, you've you've noticed just how amazingly, immaculately clean this foyer is. Oh. It's spotless. It's absolutely spotless. There's not dust to oh. be seen. The... Um, the the coat of arms and the shield are just glinting and they're just absolutely shining. It looks like it's been recently polished. Uh, everything in here is pristine. I actually American. do have a spell prepared that it is not a level 10 spell. <laughs> but I actually yeah. do have access to. And okay, I that's uh, good. speak um, out loud to everyone around me and says, I have a way of finding any traps. Do you mind if I... 
Oh, please do. Be my yeah. guest. So I close my eyes and, and um, grab my staff and, and sense anything in the vicinity. So I can sense anything. Oh, this smells really crap, actually, just so you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just no. so you know. That's good. It's incredibly yeah, no. crap now that I'm reading it. So I'm excited to hear how crap it just is. Just guess how crap it could possibly be, what the range is. It's like five foot. foot. Within line of sight. <laughs> Never freaking mind. Okay. And you're currently standing outside? No, I'm in like, the room. That's where your token is. I mean, you've okay. got, you got, you got to move your token. I'm still going to do it, but it's probably not going to do anything. You can search this room for traps if you'd like. I mean, I just kind of did. Concentrate oh. on it? I thought it was yeah, going to be a better you... spell than that. Take me back to level 10 where I could do five damage. <laughs> there, are, there are no traps in this room. Can you can you hold on to it, though? Like, That's is that a good question. It just says no. It's actually instantaneous. So it's actually incredibly right. crap beyond belief. That's good. Well, I mean, there's... Unless, of course, great. you're standing in a room... I can, can sense a trap if it is literally right in front of me. You're welcome. <laughs> you can yeah. with a stick. That's important. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is pretty important. If you're if you're in a dungeon and you're looking down a corridor and you want to be like, are there any traps in front of us yeah. here? You know, that's that's pretty good. Like Maybe not in a that. ten by fifteen foot foyer, but <gasps> it was not, it was worth not checking. Not just like a Deeth house. Deeth, not in the the Deeths would never put any sort of traps in their house I, for sure. I trust them implicitly. What was I thinking? <laughs> Never mind. You were, um, maybe Molly, I'll do, what's Molly maybe I'll do that when I can see down a long hall. Mm. Just don't forget that there is a monster in this house, as far as yes. these kids are concerned. There are parents possibly trapped in the basement in this house. Yes. Um, Molly just calls out, "Bill, big fella, you're right in there." Uh, yeah, we're fine. No traps here. Molly turns around and gives the thumbs up to the to the kids. <laughs> um, um, and the kids thing. now a wee way away um, aren't really excited by that thumbs up at all. Um, the youth of today, ungrateful. <laughs> Let's keep going. We could do more than one room tonight if we're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to break that momentum, uh, <laughs> can I understand the coat of arms a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it looks to be a stylized like golden windmill um, on a red field. That's that's your coat of arms. So it's not a pair of scythes on a field of black. <laughs> no, no, no. Stylized okay. golden windmills. Okay. Mm. On, a, on a, a field of red. I mean, sure. I'm going to open the door. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Um, American, you open the door. Let's just reveal this area as well. Um, what was it? What were you pointing at, Bill? Oh, oh sorry. Sorry. The, the Baron's there for me, so. Oh, he's different. Sorry. Uh, sorry, I'm just, so I'm going to cast Mage Armor. That's all. Okay, cool. And that just bumps up your AC a bit? Yep. Okay, perfect. American, um, you open the door and just walk into this immaculate main hall of this house. It runs the entire width um uh, of the sort of the house from from left to right, and uh, to the left of the entrance is just this um, what is it? A beautiful black marble fireplace, and on the right hand of this right side of this room is just this sweeping red marble staircase. Everything is just beautiful. The above this uh, above the fireplace, there's a a, a 
beautifully shiny and polished longsword. Uh, and that too seems to have that windmill sort of design worked into the hilt. Okay. Red staircase. Uh, that's quite quite the dramatic statement. Mm. Um, I'm just going to follow up behind Laris and just stick with the big guy. Okay, cool. So, yeah, Bill and Loris are pretty much... Bill's basically within Loris's armpit at any point during this journey by the sounds of things <laughs> for protection. Um, yeah, and there seems to be a couple of doors just sort of uh, um, off to the left of the staircase, if you're looking at the staircase. The staircase goes up, doesn't it? The staircase goes up, that's okay, right. So, right. Is there an obvious door to what would be in a, what would appear to be the basement, given that's where the parents are meant to be? I mean, if, if you can describe what a basement doorway looks like. I mean, the, the, you can ah, see no, that there are um, the big double door that you walked through. There seems mm. to be one, two, three, four, four, five exits out of this room. Um, if you're looking at the staircase, three to your <clears> left, <throat> uh, and uh, four to your left, and one uh, more to your right. Everybody just open doors, look at the stairs, heading mm. downwards. I'm just going to peep into this one. You're going to take a little, little just peep? A little peep. Yeah. Just a little peep. Um, okay, yeah, you, you sort of uh, push the door open and, and um, inside it looks to be like a, possibly like a hunter's den, like uh, mounted above another ornate fireplace as a stag's head and positioned around the outskirts of the room are just like a three stuffed wolves. Um, there are two beautifully padded chairs draped in animal furs sort of facing towards the fire, uh, an oak table with a... Um, uh, let's have a look. An oak table supporting a cask of wine uh, and a couple of uh, goblets wine. sitting next to that cask of wine as well. Uh, everything just – and there's this amazingly elaborate chandelier hanging from the ceiling. Um, and that too just looks pristine. I wonder if they're leasing. We <laughs> can get a room here. This is nice. But it doesn't look like there's any doorway down, does there, in that room? No, there's a the couple basement. of the couple of blacked out windows uh, and a couple of cabinets uh, are mm -hmm. in this room as well. I'm going to make a mental note that there's wine in this room to come back later. <laughs> yeah, just a sweet, sweet cask of wine. No monsters then. Okay. <laughs> I'll take a door. Any door. Okay. Which door are you taking? The one uh, that I'm next. Um, cool. Are you just sort of opening up? Uh, are you I'm taking a little peek? What are you doing? Peek in, but I'm on the alert for monsters. Okay, great. You, you creak that door open and you've just found yourself like a little cloak room. There's a couple of black cloaks hanging from hooks on the wall. There's a couple of top, there's a top hat sitting on it like a high shelf within this okay, little cabinet okay. area. No monsters in the closet. <laughs> no <laughs> monsters in the closet. Someone else want to open a door? Is, Don't let me do all Bill? the work now. I'm seeing a cloak and a top hat in this closet. Can oh, no. Can you have them? Yeah. I'm going to smack can... his hand as soon as he reaches towards them. You're, Why are you taking like, these people's clothes? Is stealing from a children's family something Bill would do? <laughs> well, well, it's their inheritance, Bill. Disguising myself as one of the family... Something that might help me against the monsters. That's a stretch, if you Bill. Take, 
if you, you want to get stuck in a basement, if yes. you want to, if you want to take a cloak and a top hat from this cupboard, you're welcome to try for sure. I think he just wants the top hat, really. Okay. I'd lo- I'd <laughs> I mean, like I do as well. I'd like to attempt to disguise myself as a death. <laughs> one of the deeths. <laughs> one of the deeths. Need a gold windmill for that shit. <laughs> um, yeah, you're welcome to to don one of these capes and a top hat. Yeah, for sure. For sure, we could do that. Um, when you get a chance, add that to your inventory, I guess. Um, what's, what's next? Captain Morley. What's Morley checking out in this uh, grand hall? Uh, was that fire on? Was that a crackling fire? No, no. The, the, the fireplace is not currently lit i th- okay. think <laughs> it's actually it'll tell me it'll tell me exactly what's happening here uh, uh roaring fire because oh. it does give some information fire. about like heights of rooms and stuff like that um oh that's uh, good because i was gonna get my t-square out <laughs> uh no no there's no there's no specific it hasn't been specified that anything is really lit or or on, unless unless it specifies. None of the rooms. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. We got it. I'm okay. going to open There's another no door fire. if you're not careful. <laughs> well, well. Okay. Right. What I'll say, what I'll say is it's not lit, but it looks like it, you know it's in working condition. Okay. Um, I just wanted to check if it was lit. Basically, yeah. lit AF. Um, Molly's Molly's feeling pretty confident now, and like his, he was initially skeptical about the monster, then kind of maybe thought mm, maybe there is. But as these doors are opened, he's growing in confidence. So he kind of blurts out, "See, there's no monsters here," and then boldly kicks open this door that he's right in front of, next to the cloakroom. Uh, and there is a giant monster. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been almost too beautiful. That was what you were hoping for. Don't don't lie. You open up into what looks to be uh, the dining room of the house. And again, everything is dust free. All of the wood is polished beautifully. Um, this wood panel, the whole room is like wood paneled. In fact, most of these rooms are wood paneled. Um, mm-hmm. There's a beautiful carved mahogany table sitting in the middle of this room with eight uh, beautifully decadent chairs, a massive crystal chandelier hanging above. Um, uh, and there's a framed, uh, again, another another fireplace, another working fireplace, which is not currently lit, um, with a with a beautiful uh, framed painting uh, of like an alpine veil, like above mm-hmm. of, above that. Above Ross, Molly turns around. The only monster I see here is greed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I uh, I grew up in a house like I this, and I reckon that the basement would be. Somewhere around the servants' quarters. Uh, what do you reckon? And Where's the servants look at? Where where would that be, Baron? Well, I only see one one or two doors we haven't opened. Is there a tiny door that look makes people bend over and um, <laughs> get a hunchback? <laughs> Not that you can see. All these doors seem normal sized. Mm, I'm going to try this door. The one on the right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Let's open up that one uh, as well. Is that a big curtain there along there? Uh, we let's have a quick look. It's, it looks to be a big tapestry. So the other thing that uh, Morley picks up on is just this big tapestry, um, and it's showing hunting dogs and a and some horse-mounted aristocrats chasing after a wolf. It's beautiful. It's it's absolutely stunningly oh. made. Um, wolf motif. Yeah. Or so it's um, the rich. 
The the Baron, however, has found uh, what looks to be like a small kitchen area with, um, and it's it's pretty it's pretty tidy. It's got dishware and cookware and utensils all neatly placed on shelves, and it's got a working it's got a cutting board and rolling pin. And, uh, there's a stone like dome shaped oven standing near that northern wall. Does it look like anyone's been cooking in here recently? Or um, it's. It doesn't look like anyone's used it. Looks it looks like it's been cleaned recently. That stove. It looks like everything's been cleaned and put away uh, quite nicely. What um, what food there is it looks to be really like just fresh as well. Uh, basically, there's a small um, as you walk around. There's a small pantry just to the if I click it just to the sort of south side of that um, kitchen area as well. And here mm-hmm. and all the food in there just looks to be pretty pretty fresh. Fresh food, guys. Oh, sorry, sorry. Actually, sorry, sorry. That was the. That's a small dumb waiter. Actually, the uh, ah, pantry. Does it go down? Is, the pantry area is is there. Um, Molly, you had your hand up. Yeah. Um. I'd like to quickly kind of turn around and briskly walk out of the house and back down the street to the little girl and just ask. <laughs> wait, just just hear me with this is a very quick aside. And I'd like to ask the little girl when the last time she was that she saw her parents. I I don't. Uh, I think I think this morning they, but I only heard them crying, crying out from the basement. Thanks for that. And then I kind of leg it back to the house. Okay, Mister. Where's the basement? <laughs> Did you ask where the basement is? Where is it? No, he didn't. <laughs> he he did not ask that. He did not. He's just back now. I'm just dark back. Okay. So they they heard the parents this morning. They were crying in the basement. Uh, Did they say where it was the basement? It's probably downstairs if I had to guess. (laughs) I am gonna look through uh, every room in this house. How do we access this magical downstairs place? We're we're on the ground floor. Magical downstairs downstairs place. <laughs> can I um? Can I just? Molly's got a magical downstairs place. Oh, oh sorry, American. Boilers we... for his character. American. <laughs> what? <laughs> Loris has got a boner. <laughs> it's got... like put that away. There's nothing. Boner. There's nothing. I've here. got a boner in my hand. Anyway, I'm I'm gonna. <laughs> I can't see any um downstairs kind of leading steps in any room we've set foot in. Can I? No, no, you guys haven't really stumbled upon. Well, the majority of what you guys have done is like just quickly made your way through Mm. rooms, peeked into doorways and just checked out what was in there. Everything has Mm. been clean. Everything has been beautiful, but you haven't found any kind of entranceway down. That's for sure. Can I scour all the floors looking for trap doors, just running my hands along the wood? Um, yeah, that's going to take some time. You can totally do that, but it's going to like, how long, how long do you think it would take to scour the lower floors of a room? I mean, not, a, not that Some long. sort of trap door. Yeah, I mean, you could spend 10, 15 minutes, um, scouring around for things. Does Baron Byram have something to add? Um, does this dumb waiter, does that mm. go down? Um, you can't really tell where it go. Like it looks to be, it's a manually operated, so you can give it's it a It's got like try. a rope, right? Yeah. Um, I used to have one in my old uh, my old mansion. It's really small. It's like two foot wide, um, and it's attached to a simple, like a single rope pulley mechanism. Um, yes, 
But from what you can see, it looks like it probably only goes up from here. Only to the rich folk upstairs. They can't come. Like it's currently seated on stone. So you kind of lift it up a little bit and there's stone. There's nothing. There's nothing. It couldn't go down from there. Can I bang my foot on the ground and see if it sounds like it's there's uh, I'm just banging stone or is there actually something like a, a basement like a cavity below us? The, like the the ground that you're stomping around in at the moment is like this beautifully polished hardwood floor um mm-hmm. and you kind of just stomp your way around this kitchen area just as you try and find any kind of change in in sound. Uh, and it all just sounds the same. It's not giving you any hints to... It doesn't sound Ugh. echoey like there's an open cavity directly beneath you. Um, but you're welcome to try, try that. Follow Mirican around the house. <laughs> bang, stomping, bang, bang. Yeah, stomping in different areas. I saw Parasite the other week. The, the basement was often located uh, by the pantry. Mm. Yes. This, I don't know if you're aware, this is not the movie Parasite that we're playing. Oh. Oh. Sorry, what? <laughs> I'm out. This is not what I was sold on. Bill. No, I was just going to make a crack about Parasite. It <laughs> <laughs> was pretty funny. <laughs> That's all I had. Sorry. Um, this, if, with all the, the sort of walking around, you do hear just uh, out of nowhere, just a little bit of a creak come from upstairs. We're not interested in upstairs. We Maybe we're there. in the basement. <laughs> so I'm guessing, like, my investigation revealed Sorry, um, nothing. Dave, mm. Dave, can you move your microphone? I can hardly hear you. I don't know if it's underneath. It is. It's hiding. Yeah, there we go. Is that better? Under the boner. That might, yeah, that sounds better. Sorry, American. So I'm guessing yeah. my investigation Sorry. revealed nothing. Yeah, you didn't find uh, a good 10, 15 minutes passes, and you don't find any sort of secret passengers uh, passages or doorways or anything okay um i think the main thing that you might find is as you as you make your way through the sort of dining area back into the um hallway is that there is like a section of this floor that seems to be unaccounted for between the main hall and the dining area mm. and you're running your hands around it and knocking on it but it's 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 solid there's there, it doesn't seem to be any way through that it's completely solid like maybe even more solid than um some of these just normal walls that lead to other rooms so it could be maybe a um fireplace or there could be something behind there that's but it's very hard beginning to it's think very very these children are just playing a prank on us mm. Mm. i thought so maybe I, I i run back <laughs> i run back to the child <laughs> like, could you show me where this basement is? I thought we could easily find it, but we're actually having a hell of a lot of trouble. <laughs> I think by the time by the time you reach the foyer and, and open the door to look outside, the fog has now closed around this house. I'm not scared oh, of the fog. The fog's eating the children. We'll never know. So we'll never I just know. call out for the children. You're out there. Um, and you don't hear, you don't really hear anything back. Close the door before you let the fog in. <clears throat> bit worried about the children now. Oh, true. Bill has his hand up. Craig. Oh. Bill. Um, I'm going to step upstairs. Uh, yeah, sure thing. Uh, second floor. Off to the right. Um, we'll just reveal... The Exit up- stage right. Mm. The upstairs landing. 
Um, so there, yeah, you, you make your way up these beautiful red marble steps. Um, and as you get to the top, you notice that there are, uh, it's just as immaculately um, cleaned as downstairs as well. There are oil lamps mounted on the walls uh, of this hall, hanging above the mantelpiece uh, against the, again, another beautiful um, uh, fireplace on the far wall is a wood-framed portrait of the of the family. Um, there's a, a mother and father and two smiling kids that resemble um, the two that you you met outside. Cradled in the father's arms is a is a is a wrapped up. Uh, it's like a swaddled baby, um, which which the it looks to be like the mother's sort of looking down at it with a hint of scorn. In her, on her, on her, in her face. Scorn. Um, yeah, there, there's four uh, suits of armor that sort of flank doors um, to your left and right. Um, and each suit of armor sort of hulk clutches a spear, a spear and has sort of a visored helm shaped like a wolf's head. Like a wolf's head. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, there's some, and there's some kind of like um, carving on each of the, the doors as well. Can I see the carvings? Yeah, it looks like sort of maybe like kids dancing. Can you give me um, a perception check? I surely can. Are they flossing or they're doing? <laughs> yeah, they're just doing <laughs> the flossing. Um, Orange justice. But the, you also notice just while you're rolling the the staircase that you've you've just come off continues up another ten foot to the next floor. Um, with a roll My of thirteen. Was thirteen. Yeah, with a roll of 13, you take a closer look at this carving and it no longer really looks like they're dancing. Now that you get a closer look at it, you notice there are small bats um, carved into this motif as well. And it looks like they're trying to like uh, fight off just swarms of bats. That's, these, these are carved into um, both sets of doors. Okay. Um, and the, the statues? Uh, suits of armor. Suits of armor, sorry. Mm. Um, do they also have wolf heads? Uh, they've got, um, yeah, they've got like a visored helm sh- that's shaped like a wolf's head. Um, I step forward. Um, <clears throat> I am here in service of House Death. And you, you get nothing back from anything. The Baron hears you saying this. Um uh, yeah, I'm listening. I wish to proceed here. Um, we've been sent here by the youngest who tell us that there are monsters therein. Hey, Bill. Yeah. Who are you talking to? <laughs> um, I think the statues, maybe? Suits, suits of armor. Suits of armor. How, how what, these old things? And I push one of them a little bit just to see. Just to go, this it rattles, um, and it, like the the forearm of the suit that you're um, sort of shoving around just drops down to, onto the ground with a clang. Um, but nothing happens. Nothing. They're just they're beautifully polished. They look amazing. This place gives me the willies. Uh, and with that, you hear creaking from above you. Morley says to Bill, "How uh, how long have you been talking to suits of armor and that sort of thing, Bill? Is that something?" Recent years you've developed. Uh, <laughs> just mostly today, to be honest. Uh, right. 
Okay. You feeling all right there, mate? Well, it's happened before, but this is by far the most extended conversation I've had. <laughs> okay, beautiful. 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 It's been three years, Bill, and you're still great. It's been about three years. I'm going to push past you. And uh, what's this? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to talk to the suits, <laughs> but I'm going to walk over to this door and uh, just give a little knock. Hello? Yeah, Hold you... my hand up. Oh. Bill? No, I just. I'm trying to stop him from doing it, but he's obviously already oh. done it. Oh, right, right, right. Well, you can stop okay. him if he, if he wants. I don't think stop. I can. I mean, like, yeah. you can hold your hand up and the Baron can see it. Like, Baron, do you just continue with your I've knock? I've got, on? like, a strength of nine. <laughs> I don't think, you, you, I don't think you need to. <laughs> I'm not to trying to stop. Door, I'm not physically but... trying to restrain you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I think we've got to get to the bottom of this. This place is creeping me out and I'm just starting to feel anxious. So bang, 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 bang. And there's just silence. Okay, Your knocking is returned with silence. And you, you open up this door and it just looks to be like some, maybe like servants' quarters. Um, ah. There's a, like an undecorated bed containing, uh, sorry, bedroom containing uh, a pair of beds that, that are with uh, straw stuffed mattresses. At the foot of each bed is just a small, uh, open, empty footlocker. Um, yeah, there's there's really not much in this room. On the left, it looks to be like a possible door to a, a cupboard. Okay. For this room. I'll just wait for everyone else because I, I will go through the next door, but I'll just... Oh, we can we can just give you that. We can just sort of open that as well. So you open that up, and just hanging inside um, this this little closet, there's just a couple of uh, servants' uniforms hanging from hooks, neatly pressed. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, what's American up to? Yes. Well, I tried to go outside, but the ominous fog blocked my path. Yeah. I discovered a strange room off to the side. Well, a strange gap that I couldn't get into. That mm. seems strange. If I if I knock on it and examine it closely, do I see anything weird about the walls? No, no. It's still the 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 wood paneling on the wall that you're knocking on. It it sounds like there is something really solid behind it. Probably nothing then, isn't it? Well, I can hear everyone chatting upstairs, so I suppose I'll go and join them. Mm-hmm. What about Loris? What's Loris doing? <clears throat> um, yeah. So I just followed um, Bill. And Molly and Baron upstairs, although I just sort of stood poking my head up the stairs, just watching them talking to um, armor suits, which I thought was a bit strange, but mm, it's Bill. A bit weird. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to continue up the stairs and. Oh, God. Sorry, my token's doing all kinds of weird things at the moment. Um, and just looking at Morley and say, are you going to open that? Because he's standing in front of the door. Going to eat that? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> and um, then Morley kicks open the door. <laughs> okay, cool. Another another door uh, kicked in. No, no um, need to be so rough. Very nice house. <laughs> you don't want to ruin anything. Uh, and the, the door just flies open and you... Oh, actually, sorry. I just realized I hadn't really moved this over for the viewers to see you guys. So there you go. Oh. Um, uh, you, you kick 
open the door and you see what looks like a library. So red velvet drapes cover the windows of this room. There's an exquisite mahogany desk and a matching high-back chair facing the entrance uh, and the fireplace, above which hangs a framed picture of a windmill pitched, uh, perched atop a raggy, uh, rocky crag. Situated in corners of the room are two overstuffed chairs. Floor-to-ceiling bookshelves line the south wall, which is, for us, uh, on the right-hand side of this map. Um, and a rolling wooden ladder allows one to move easily to reach the highest shelves. Mm. Well, la-di-da. <laughs> I'm just beginning to feel like these children are just playing a prank on us and we're just trespassing. Mm. But did I, I probably didn't hear the noise that everyone else did when they were on this floor, did I? Um, I think all of you have heard creaking coming from above. I'm going to say, I've heard creaking from above. (laughs) Morley, I think, I think the other thing that Morley, because you, you are the one that entered into the dining area. There's that same, um, sort of missing space between the hall and the library this time. It's the same sort of shape, the same layout that you saw Mm. downstairs. I don't know a lot about architecture. There seems to be some sort of odd gap in this house or some sort of crevice or some sort of crawl space over here. Mm. And I start kind of banging on the the crawl space like quite hard with my gloved hand. Yeah, um, and it's just a really solid. A re- it's almost like there could be like stone or something behind <laughs> the wooden um, panels. It's almost too solid, I'd have to say, <laughs> if anything. <laughs> Can I do an investigation if no, if you're not going to do? Yeah, what are you trying to? Uh, are you looking well, this for seems something? like weird. I want to see if there's some kind of way to. Yeah, give us an investigation. this. Give us an investigation roll. Because everyone's. Yeah, can we help? Because it? we've all been also looking. Give at it, it to me with um, advantage. Yep, you're all investigating that section of the. Of oh, the I room. don't know how to do it. I'll just roll it twice. Okay, cool. Uh, what have we got? What there? I get. 18. 18. Okay. With a roll, it's a really good roll. And you, you, um, I'd say you might even go to the extent of looking for a gap in one of the bits of wood to see if you can see anything past it. Mm -hmm. And it does look to be like some kind of, um, stone or rock behind the wood paneling. Um, but there's no obvious way to open this up. Mm. Okay. I, I'm just going to comment that there's a really nice red velvet in here. I (laughs) don't, I prefer black velvet. <laughs> so there's lots of books. There yeah, there's a, a lot of books. Are so you sort of taking a look over? Do you want to give me? Oh, a, just to give a scan it. Yeah, I want to yeah, scan give me, the books. Give me a perception check because there's like there's not intelligence. Uh, no, just just like a perception. Okay. Because um, there's like hundreds of these tomes. Um, yes. All yeah. over these high Very shelves, good. but with a roll of nineteen, there's one book in particular that looks to be a lot it just stands out it's bright red it's like the only red book oh, like on this, in this entire <laughs> like dragon this, quest. yeah just like dragon quest <laughs> uh, there's a secret recipe in this one Ooh. um yeah so right. yeah and, and it's kind of high up you could definitely use this um rolling ladder to get to it if, if uh-huh, you uh-huh. want to use that okay great yeah you move it into position and you and you move up and you um you're now face to face with this this red tone. Okay. Well, I'm gonna have a look. Gonna, yeah, each side of one it looks interesting. Each of it, there's kind of a, around it that looks like history books and books about um, weapons and warfare and stuff like that. But this book has nothing mm-hmm. written on the on the spine. Um, 
and mm. you you pull it, and the entire section of the shelving that you're on just creaks away from the wall, uh, revealing revealing like uh, almost like a little secret passage uh. behind. Oh, just behind like parasite. <laughs> Passage. <laughs> we have played parasite. <laughs> See an old married couple. What? <laughs> I have not seen it, so I don't get any I'm jokes just about exclaim. it. <gasps> that book has moved. Some kind of secret passage. What? This is incredibly Whoa. interesting. What? What the fuck? Where? Where did it open up? Um, what, what section opened? Let's say that this area here is now visible behind Ooh. this. Um, this is like the dirty book repository. Ooh. It's just all adult-rated books. Mr. Deeth has been like storing away his drawings. Oh, Finally. Normally I wouldn't look in here, but for okay, investigation. So th- th- this, this room contains bookshelves packed with tomes describing fiend summoning rituals and necromantic rituals of a cult called the Priests of Osibis. Osibis? Um, yeah. Um, up against the far wall, there is a heavy wooden chest with clawed iron feet, uh, and its lid is half closed. Sticking out of it is a skeleton in leather armor. Oh, yeah, Morley races over to, to look in there. You also see it. Yes. <laughs> I, can I, can I, I'm going to race over the and The legends are true. It? <laughs> you all now in it. this room can see it. No one else can really fit in to see it now, so it's really just you three. <clears throat> oh my, someone what? had a hobby. So it's an occult book about the priests of Osibis. I'm going to write this down. Mm. Um, I'll get you maybe to give me some info later or something. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted if it, to study if it has some anything of these, in it. if you wanted to study some of these books, you're you're welcome to. But it might take like quite yeah, a while yeah. to read through some of these books. Can I stick some in my pack? Yes, you can definitely um, chuck a couple of these books. Maybe yeah, about um, about like some of the rituals that this cult performs. Like, stop! What are you doing? Okay. I heard noises upstairs. You can't just steal stuff. They might be hot. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Um, we'll, we'll move this back. Mm, you got a good point. But this is a weird room. I was hoping to find some kind of passage down to the mm. basement. Well, I'm sorry that a now, skeleton is boring. Did you hear yeah. that creaking? Yeah, uh, a dead skeleton or a skeleton, sorry. There's something creep. Well, is the creaking coming from the skeleton? What is that with the skeleton? Coming it... from upstairs. Oh, if, oh. if you want to know a bit more about it, like you take a sort of a yeah. closer look at it, and it looks like it belonged to a, a human, uh, and it looks like it belonged to a human. It was. It was not like an elf no, no. or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This so, is my skeleton. It's a, a human skeleton. Um, give me, give me uh, an investigation roll. Okay, I can do that if I find. Changed to okay. Investigation. Here yeah. we go. What I get? Twenty-two. Very good Ooh. roll. Um, you st- you notice that there are th- a couple of darts, little poison darts, sticking into the rib cage of this thing, of this skeleton, and into some of the armor that it's wearing. And you deduce that it looks like th- this uh, chest was some kind of poison dart trap that this person Ooh. had stumbled onto and activated. But it doesn't look like it's. It's um, active anymore. It's been fired and hasn't been reset. Uh, clutched in the skeleton's left hand is a letter 
bearing the seal of someone called Strad von Zerovich. Dun dun dun! I'm sure that's no one important. Ignore it. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so the note is written by someone called Strad. Well, it's bearing the seal of someone called Strad oh, okay. um, von Zerovich. Uh, what does it say? Uh, I can show you what the uh, the seal looks like. Actually, let's show you guys the <gasps> seals. <laughs> so early. Oh, I like that. That's, that's the Oof. that's the that's uh, um, von, Zero, uh, von Zerovich's seal. Um, do you want to know what the the letter says? You want to know what the letter says? Yes, please. Well, uh, that is a very complicated seal for like wax. I was thinking the same I'm thing. Impressed. I'm like, how do you push that into wax? <laughs> How big is this seal? <laughs> Covers the entire envelope. Yeah, yeah. So ostentatious. Uh, I've got a, a a raven. So this is this is what the letter says. And uh, Baron, you're the one holding this. I'd like you to to read that. Okay. Is everyone gathering around? <laughs> read it out loud. I think it, is everyone sitting comfortably. Bill, Bill is still outside in the main hall. Well, I'll project. <clears throat> <laughs> I think yeah, My Bill. Most... I think you can hear this echoing out <laughs> from the library. Okay, my most pathetic servant, and I'm guessing this is a letter to this fool, possibly, who got poisoned, or he found this note. So is the owner, the deaths might be pathetic servants? I don't know. (laughs) I'm not a messiah sent to you by the dark powers of this land. I have not come to lead you on a path to immortality. However, many souls you have bled on your hidden altar. However, many visitors you have tortured in your dungeon. <clears throat> okay, I don't know if we want to go downstairs. <laughs> now that you are not the ones who brought me to this... No, know that you are not the ones who brought me to this beautiful land. You are but worms writhing in my earth. You say that you are cursed, your fortune spent. You abandoned love for madness, took solace in the bosom of another woman, and sighed a stillborn son. Cursed by darkness... Of that I have no doubt. Save you from your wretchedness? Question mark. I think not. I must prefer you. I'm, I much prefer you as you are. Your dread lord and master, Stradvon Zarovich. Getting Dicey is an independent podcast, so your support means the earth to us. Check out our Twitter at Getting Dicey for links to our live stream and how you can support us further. We live stream once a week, so come check out the costumes, overlays, and filters that we use to help make watching that little more exciting. Uh, we also have a link to our Discord, so you can come chat to us and each other about D&D and what's happening in the campaign. Uh, lastly, if you're liking what we're doing, we'd appreciate that you rate and review us on iTunes. Every little bit of support helps.